Alright everybody, so we're back today with another episode of Peeling Back the Fourth Wall. Uh, so Aurora and I are here, as you know, she is a very big Harry Potter fan. Uh, so we're going to be talking a little bit about Harry Potter. We're going to be doing a what-if scenario. Uh, and this is something that uh, Aurora came up with in her spare time. She's been watching a little bit of uh, some darker movies, I would say. And uh, with that being said, she thought about, hey, what are some dark concepts? What are some things that we could do at Harry Potter that uh, actually would make sense and it could happen with nobody really knowing, right? So um, we'll jump into that here in a little bit. We're also going to talk just after that real briefly about the Tomorrow War movie that is out on Amazon Prime now. Uh, so for those of you who don't have Amazon or, or don't know about this, I don't know how you can't know about it. Amazon has been promoting this like crazy. Um, it is Tomorrow War. It stars Chris Pratt. Um, really great film. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but uh, you know, definitely one you guys should check out. And we'll explain a little bit as to why later on in this episode. So let's jump into today's uh, topic. It's the Harry Potter what if scenario that Aurora came up with of what if Harry had died instead of the Horcrux. And what we mean by that is, uh, and, and most of you have seen Harry Potter, know of Harry Potter, so this is not going to be any shockers. Um, if there's a spoiler for you, I'm sorry, but you, you should already know these things uh, at this point in your in life. But um a Horcrux, the Horcrux was put into Harry, um, so Harry is a Horcrux in a way, which means there are two souls living within him, right? So there's his soul, and then there's the Voldemort soul. Now, what happens when the two, Voldemort and Harry, uh, first combat each other, well, not first combat each other, but when Harry goes to sacrifice himself inside the Forbidden Forest, um, what happens there? Well, uh, it's said that Voldemort kills his own Horcrux with the Avada Kedavra curse. Now, this is a what-case scenario of what happens if Harry's soul is the one that dies at that moment and not the Voldemort's, the Voldemort Horcrux. So, we're going to talk about that. So, I believe the Horcrux, and, and which would be Harry at this point, um, so the Horcrux survived. It is now Harry Potter. Um, you know, in Harry Potter's body looks like Harry. I believe the Horcrux would have played out everything the same way for the most part in the films because it wants, it wants to be the Voldemort soul that lives on, uh, you know, and so that's a big part of Voldemort's soul is wanting total power and, and all these things. And so why, I mean, it's not going to want someone else to have that power. So it's going to want to kill the original Voldemort. This is um, at least the theory that we are going with. So, everything would basically play out the same. Uh, the Horcrux would act like it's Harry Potter. Uh, it would it would act like it's him. It would you know make people want to believe that it's him. And in the afterlife at King's Cross, the scene would actually have been very different, where Voldemort wouldn't appear. Uh, the Horcrux would have seen Harry Potter there, who had just died. Harry would plead with it. Uh, you know, to no avail. The Horcrux would end up leaving the afterlife King's Cross scene and everything else um, would, it would play out all the moments when it came down to the final blow. Now, the final blow between Voldemort and Harry Potter, what happens, it, you know, it, there's, there's a whole confusion thing with that, and I've talked about it in a previous podcast um, as to why these things need to work certain ways. 
and how certain things don't make sense with it. But in the sense of thinking about it this way, um, now it's only the Horcrux up against Voldemort. Now, I believe that the um, Horcrux, who's now Harry Potter, that's what we're going to refer to. Anytime we say the Horcrux, it is now Harry Potter, okay? So get that in your heads, guys. Uh, it would play out um, where it's using the killing curse. It would use the same killing curse that Voldemort used instead of Expelliarmus for that final, that final, you know, assault there, that final um, shot at each other. Um, the stream crossing would allow Voldemort to connect with the Horcrux and see Harry had died. Okay, it would see that Harry had died it would know that he he had passed on and that this is his Horcrux. And so Voldemort, you know, I believe would think, oh, well, if I die, this Horcrux is me, so it's going to live on. So you know what? Let me do that because this Horcrux now is going to have the advantage. So I believe, uh, smiling, Voldemort would pull back his power and let the curse kill him. Knowing he, he him or, you know, his legacy, I guess, would continue to live on. After the battle, Harry wouldn't destroy the Elder Wand the way he did in the movies. Obviously, he didn't, you know, he made his own wand back and stuff in the books. Didn't show that in the movies. But um, Harry wouldn't destroy the Elder Wand, which is the Horcrux. So the Horcrux would not destroy the Elder Wand, but instead smile. And when asked, what are you going to do with it? Harry would smile and say, make this world a better place. Ron would grin with excitement as Hermione would squint her eyes a bit in confusion at the words. I think, you know, I think Hermione would pick up on something here. She's very smart, very, very smart, guys. She picks up on very subtle things. I think she would pick up on something there. Harry would continue to play the boy who lived in the light, but secretly use Lucius Malfoy uh, behind the scenes, keeping up appearances with Draco, but meeting with Lucius at times to direct Death Eaters, uh, Death Eaters would willingly come back and find out that, hey, the Dark Lord did kill Harry Potter. After all, the only reason that the Death Eaters left in the first place is because they thought that Harry Potter had lived again, right? So now the Death Eaters are still loyal to Voldemort in Harry Potter's body. Uh, they're taking directions from Lucius Malfoy uh, via the Horcrux. And so... You know, he would keep up appearances with Draco, you know, kind of make amends with him to an extent, but he would ultimately be playing, you know, he'd be, he'd be acting. He would be acting like Harry Potter most of the time unless he's doing Death Eater business with Lucius Balfoy. So, the Horcrux would seek out Voldemort's daughter. For those of you who don't know and are not aware, in The Cursed Child... Um, it is it is told and, and uh, revealed that, you know, Bellatrix did have uh, Voldemort's daughter, okay? So a lot of people don't know this. Um, if you don't, I get it. That's a shocker to you that, wow, Voldemort actually, you know, actually reproduced with uh, Bellatrix. Uh, yes, he did. Um, so that, that did happen. He did have a daughter. Um, you can read about that in The Cursed Child. Um, I know it's a it's a... Uh, play uh, so it's it's a little bit harder to read can't get into it as much and uh, from what I've heard not as good of a book but 
this did happen. Uh, according to Canon, I believe that J.K. Rowling's actually come out and talked about this as being factual. Um, but if she hasn't, it's only a matter of time because, I mean, The Cursed Child is, is her work as well. So, the Horcrux would seek out uh, Voldemort's daughter and begin corrupting her as well. Uh, it would use Jenny as a tool, just like another Horcrux did once upon a time. So, guys, this is really um, not ironic. It's more, you know, foreshadowing, coming back to the same thing over and over. But Jenny was corrupted by uh, Tom Riddle's diary and in somewhat of a trance. So I believe that in this situation, over time, the Horcrux would again put Jenny in a trance and I think eventually pretty much wipe out Jenny. She would, he would wipe out her uh, remembrance. He would wipe out the life inside her. Pretty much she is a robot that is being controlled by him and being manipulated by him, and that's really all that's going to be happening for her so she's pretty much dead inside it's a hollowed person um and yeah just doing voldemort's bidding at this point and putting on a face for everybody around her okay same appearance on the outside but no life uh to her inside just playing an empty empty role so sorry aurora needed to needed to be picked up and held for a bit um as this is her idea but it is pretty dark for her so she does get a little little scared even if it's her own idea here so um anyway we're we're on jenny so jenny would become a hollow person like we said uh just playing an empty role the horcrux would never have children with weasley obviously i mean it's still it's still voldemort so why would it want to you know reproduce with weasley so it's not gonna want to do that um so they would adopt the young child of voldemort which um, I don't know if it was like fully known. I don't think it was known. I, I don't think a lot of people knew about them having a child. So I believe he would seek it out. They would adopt uh, Voldemort's daughter. Um, and that would be their, their child moving forward. Um, so the Horcrux would use Harry's old wand. Because he would use the Elder Wand to mend his broken wand. Just like Harry did in the books. But he would keep the Elder Wand on him at all times a replica of the elder wand would be created and kept inside green vaults okay so this is what you know he would try and do to try and trick hermione try and trick ron all those people that he put the wand away and he doesn't want the power eh, yeah he does he has the real one with him and it's just a replica so then hermione eventually over time we're going to skip through a lot of the drama and things that could and would come up over this uh, but eventually, Hermione would discover the false chosen one. She would figure this out, and a war would break out again. Okay, The Horcrux would have a significant amount of followers already. And only one person to fear, even though he probably wouldn't realize he needs to fear this person. The Invisibility Cloak and Resurrection Stone, to keep them from Harry, Hermione would, would research, as always. She would have taken the invisibility cloak she would have taken the resurrection stone she would have kept them for herself after the battle she would have found a way to get to them and keep them so that he never got those after researching she would be able to pinpoint the exact area of the bridge that was created by the three brothers okay so as a small battle occurred between hermione ron and the new order of the phoenix members and the horcrux um, Ron 
So, so here, here's what we'll do. We'll talk about the way that the, this ends up playing out. So, Ron, during the battle, would end up sacrificing himself to keep Hermione from being hit by the Horcrux. Okay? Hermione would use the window of time there that Ron is being hit. Okay? Because here's the thing, none of them really talked about it. None of them said it in the movie. None of them talked about the master of death. None of them discussed how they could be the master of death with those three items or anything like that. So Ron sacrificing himself would give Hermione the time, Hermione the time to where she could cast Expelliarmus on the Horcrux because she wouldn't use the killing curse, right? She's a good person. She's she's a good person. She's a Gryffindor, but she's not going to kill someone. So, then, making the Elder Wand fling to her. Okay, so, so Hermione has used the Expelliarmus curse, gotten the wand, the Elder Wand. She would then reach into her side pocket or bag, whatever it is. She would have a magical charm on it where she could fit everything in there. So, I mean, literally, she could have a pocket full of sunshine because she can just put the sun inside of it, right? So, interesting um, thought there, but she pulls out the invisibility cloak and the resurrection stone as soon as she does she puts the invisibility cloak around her puts on the resurrection stone or holds the resurrection stone while holding in the other hand the elder wand and all of a sudden everything would turn dark around her and time would freeze everything goes white and then we would see the same afterlife scene with Ron and Harry sitting at King's Cross. Ron and Harry would be sitting there. They'd be laughing. They'd be talking with each other, you know, going over their stories together. Ron would talk about how much he, he has missed Harry. Harry would be talking about how he, he's proud of Ron and, and what he's done. Um, you know, and Ron would be talking about everything that's going on and, and getting Harry up to speed on everything. Then, this did not happen in the King's Cross scene. However, I believe that a train would pull up to the station. And out from the train would be Death himself. Death would walk out of the train. Well, float out of the train, because I don't think he would really walk at that point. But he would be floating out of the train, float over to the two boys, and... You know, Ron would be scared. You know, he'd sit. He'd be sitting there with that scared look on his face, like he has with the spiders when they come at him. Uh, you know, Harry would just stand up and and you know face him, look at him, um, and Death would come to the doors, um, or come come over to the bench there, and then look at the two, and walk just past them to greet Mrs. Weasley. Um, which is which is Hermione at this point. So he would meet, he would greet Hermione. He would bow his head to her and tell her as the master of death, you have control of my abilities to an extent far greater than these items have provided. Death asks her what it is that she desires. Hermione then looks back over her shoulder 
or over Death's shoulder at Ron and Harry sitting on the bench. Death would turn and look at the two, the two boys. As he would slowly turn his head back, he would nod his head at Hermione, and he would say, so be it. He would then say, a soul put back into the world must take, must require a replacement. So Hermione would then appear back in the real world. Okay, she is floating at this point. She's got the invisibility cloak, um, which is purely black at this point. She has a resurrection stone in her other hand, the elder wand in the other. I believe this would be a very unique situation where we would actually see um, some differences of how these items are used. So then Hermione would take the resurrection stone. She would place it on the bottom of the wand, of the bottom of the elder wand. And with that, small branches of wood would come out from the bottom of the elder wand, wrap around the resurrection stone. And then turn the entire wand pure black, okay, to match the resurrection stone. So with that, um, you know, it, it's interesting. Hermione would be floating. Her hair would be all black at this point. Um, it would, she would have, you know, dark eyes. I mean, you could still see her eyes, but they would be dark. Uh, she would have dark circles around her eyes and the cape would be floating as she is floating above air. So everybody looking up, looking on at Hermione, she would then cast a spell at Harry. Harry would, Harry, I mean, Harry would be disarmed at that point. He doesn't have a wand, right? So she would cast a spell at Harry knocking Harry to the floor. She then herself would fall to the floor. So as she falls, hits the ground, we see Ron sit up and look around the battlefield. We would see Harry sit up. And then just as some of the Order of the Phoenix members surround Harry with their wands and get ready to cast a spell upon him, Death himself would float out of Hermione's body and he would appear before everyone. Taking the Elder Wand, putting it back into himself so it would literally forge itself into the bones that he has as a skeleton. The Elder Wand would then rise up and float into one of his eyes, or maybe he would, you know, maybe he would open his mouth and it would go inside of him, whatever it is, uh, for the Resurrection Stone. And then um, the Cloak of Invisibility would then attach itself back to his cloak. Okay. And then he would tell everyone. He would tell everyone what has just happened. 
he would talk about how Hermione had just sacrificed herself to bring back her husband Ron. She traded the soul of the Horcrux with Harry's soul. So now, Lord Voldemort himself is no longer. And Hermione is no longer as well. So, you know, all of a sudden he would he would vanish into you know a black smoke with that the death eaters would be fearful they would run just as they did in the previous battle because they would realize oh crap Voldemort's actually dead now his horcrux is dead this is actually harry oh no and they would run away the battle would be over but hermione her body would still be laying there no Elder Wand anymore. Ron left a uh, husband by himself, and Harry would have his wand um, and be back to the, the wizard that he was before the Battle of Hogwarts, the original time. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a sad situation. Um, it would be a sad situation, but this is how we believe that it would play out. Um, there are other things that we discussed we talked about it could be you know potential things that would happen in in the storyline you know we did talk about how you know if jenny is under control you know and if jenny is you know basically soulless at this point maybe you know hermione could have also used jenny's body um, and transferred herself to Jenny's body um, or taken Jenny's soul and let herself still live. But that's, that's hard to say. That's really hard to say. I don't believe Hermione would have the ability to do something like that. I think for her, it would still be a huge loss that she wouldn't want to do that to her husband. So I think this would ultimately be it. You know, I, I, I think that that's really what would have happened in this situation. Um, Ultimately, Hermione um, would would become one of the greatest heroes of all time in the Wizarding World. She would go down into legend. Everyone would know of her and her greatness. And would also cast a difference of opinion and a difference of how people looked at Muggleborns, um, how people would look at Mudbloods, um, for lack of a better term. Um, it would cast a completely different outlook. And I believe that over time, the legend of Hermione Granger, the legend of what she did, how she was able to ultimately vanquish Lord Voldemort when so many others that were pure bloods or pure wizards or whatever were not able to do this. And I think over time, it would help with some of that prejudice that's in the wizarding world and cause it to be a much safer, much more fair um, place for wizards and non-wizards alike. So... That was our take on what would happen um, in the scenario that Harry Potter died, but the Horcrux inside him lived. 
that's what how we thought it would have lived on. Um, very interesting take for us. We thought this was really, really cool concept. Obviously, there's a lot of different intricate things that could happen along the storyline with different characters and things as well. But uh, we did want to just hit on the bigger points of the plot. Um, obviously, there's so many other things that could have happened, so many other characters that could have been involved with some things. But again, wanted to focus on the main plot. So what did you guys think? Um, what do you think would have happened in that situation? Do you think something would have been completely different from what we thought? Um, let us know. You know, we're really interested to see how everybody would think that that would have played out. Uh, I think it was a really great what if scenario, though, to really continue like the legacy of Harry Potter, uh, continue the storyline for a bit longer. Um, but yeah, what did you guys think? We would really love to hear from you. And then uh, with that, we will jump into real quick a discussion of Tomorrow War. Okay, so Tomorrow War, uh, Roar and I just watched this. Um, we just watched this yesterday for the first time. And this film, oh my gosh, I, I was I was really blown away. So there, there's so many times that you watch trailers, right? Here's the thing, guys. Trailers are very important to the success of a film and the non-success of a film, right? But... There's so many, like, like if you're a movie fan, if you're a movie person and you watch the movies, you understand that from a trailer, it doesn't dictate everything. You're not ever going to know if a movie is going to be great from a trailer. You're never going to know that. But you're definitely going to know if it's going to suck from a trailer or if you're not going to like it, right? I've definitely been able to do that over the years. Like, there's been movies that I'm like, this is going to suck. It's going to suck. It's going to suck. I'm not going to enjoy this and my wife gets me to watch it or someone gets me to watch it and it's like yeah this sucked i told you it would um so there's definitely times that that happens but it's really hard to know if a movie's gonna be great with the trailer this is one that the trailer did a really great job uh if you guys have not seen the trailer i'm shocked you haven't because amazon's been marketing the crap out of this thing but essentially storyline um main plot that you get from the trailer so this is nothing that's like a huge spoiler because it's in the trailer out there too is that chris pat plays a uh father he plays a husband uh that uh then gets enlisted into the military but not the current military there is a war being fought in the future this war being fought in the future is against a uh, alien race, and the humans are not winning. <laughs> they're, they're not winning, guys. They're not doing real good out there. So what do they do? They go back in time, and they pull people from 30 years before um, to come in and, and you know be more bodies, additional bodies, and additional fighting force. So, you know, I thought from the trailer this would be a really interesting concept. I really thought this was uh, going to be a cool plot, a good, good unique storyline. I mean, obviously, there's so many stories out there nowadays. Nothing's really fully unique, fully, you know, just its own unique story anymore. There's always things that are taken from other, other works. But uh, definitely a unique story in, in today's world. Um, you know, it's not a made from scratch story we've never heard before but it, it's done so well um essentially like i said uh, like i said chris pratt gets uh enlisted he gets drafted into the military to go fight 30 years from now um and really interesting concept with the aliens i'm telling you they 
they are done very well. The CGI is done fantastic to make these things look um, very, very interesting to me. So they, it, it's very realistic. The CGI is very high quality. I, I would think like Stranger Things, okay? So these creatures, if you want to get a sense of what the creatures are going to be like, how the CGI is, think of Stranger Things, but a little bit, a sharper quality on the CGI of them okay so a little bit sharper quality of on that standpoint but it gave me the same type of feel from uh, Stranger Things for sure and so anyway he gets enlisted he gets sent into the future and now is fighting in a war uh, for humanity so um, you know there's plenty of other concepts that go along with this there's plenty of other uh, storylines story arcs you know things with him and his dad him and his daughter uh, him and his wife, but um, ultimately this is the huge thing of it. Now, the one thing I will say, and, and again, this is not really spoiling anything. I don't want to spoil anything here. If I do accidentally, I'm sorry, but I'm trying my best not to make sure we spoil anything because people out there should definitely be watching this, especially my mom. My mom, look, you're listening to this. Um, you will enjoy this movie. Tomorrow War on Amazon. Watch Tomorrow War. It is a great movie. You will really, really enjoy it. Um, but the interesting concept to me, and this is always a, this is always up for debate, right? This is always up for debate is when it comes to time travel. Time travel is always up for debate. People are always trying to, uh, you know, speculate, hey, how would this work? You know, how do you not create a time paradox? Things like that. Now, the the interesting thing about this is they. People are so savvy when it comes to time travel now. You do have to explain those things. You do have to be careful with these things. And so they actually did a pretty good job of explaining it, but not actually explaining it. There are some plot holes. But essentially, they create a device that allows you to travel back and forth through time. Now, it only will let you travel 30 years back and 30 years forward. As time goes on, that... Um, that 30-year time span moves as well. So both time periods, future and current, move. And so there's no going back. There's no saying, oh, well, we're just, you know what, let's go back 50 years. Okay, well, let's go back this many years. Like, there, there isn't that. It's 30 years, back and forth, that's it. It's on one time loop. And so there's just two different time spans that they're going back and forth between. Now, it's very... It's very interesting to think about that and to think about how it works, um, to think about um, what they're doing in it. But, you know, there's a whole confusing thing with the time paradox, guys. And so when it comes to this film, I don't want to get too stuck on the time paradox, but this is something that will always confuse people. It will always make people think when it comes to watching these time films. When you watch the film, think about time and think about the future think about the time loop of it and yes i know it can it can get very confusing and complex but think about it because they're going back and forth between these two times because that is the way that their machine is built and it can't it, it can't work otherwise right so basically the way they are explaining it is not that time is on a continuous loop they're not saying that. They are saying that if you travel, like there is a timeline. 
There is a timeline. There's not multiple timelines. You can't interweave in between, in and out. So they're saying it as if you go back in time and you take someone from that time period and move them into the future, that there, there's nothing that can be done to alter and change that future's reality before the time period it's sent to. It's only the only thing that can be changed if someone dies, if someone, you know, uh, sees or hears some information or whatever, they can change their own future. But that current future that they were sent to will not ever change. It is what it is. That timeline is what it is. That future is what it is. So it's basically a different world. So literally every second, every time, every like, and again, they don't talk about this in the movie, but think about it. Every, the way they explain it, the way they do it, and after you watch it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Every single second, every single millisecond is a different, complete, like, universe. It's a completely different universe uh, to itself. It's, a, it's an entire, um, you know, multiverse that's out there. And so you change one timeline, you change a specific timeline of people and, and their future. Essentially, that's what happened is that 30-year span from then is connected and linked with 30 years in the past. Those two timelines, those two universes themselves in that specific time frame are linked together and neither one affects the other. Neither one can affect the other. All they can do is change their own timeline. That's probably the best way to explain it. I know it's still very confusing, so sorry about that, guys. It's just it's difficult. When it comes to time, it's, it's very, very difficult. But a lot of people will disagree with that. A lot of people will say, well, that doesn't make sense. There's a whole paradox. If you go back and change the past, the future changes. They nip that in the bud. They said, nope, that's not how this works. That's not how this works. So... Very interesting concept there um, that they did go that route. Most places don't want to go that route because they want to keep it open that the future affects the past and, and all of those things or the past affects the future. Um, but this timeline did not. This time story did not touch that. They pretty much said, nope, it doesn't. They don't affect each other. So that's a very interesting concept. But again, um, getting back to it, um, Chris Pratt will be traveling 30 years in the future to fight in a war. Um very interesting concept, very interesting creatures. Uh, the plot, the storyline, the characters, they all make sense. I think it's a very, very high-quality film. If these are the types of things that we're going to be seeing from Amazon moving forward from an independent Amazon film standpoint, guys, I'm very excited. I'm very excited because I think it was done so well. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. I think it was done really, really well. So with that being said, um, we will go ahead and wrap up today's episode. Uh, but what did you guys think about our Harry Potter what if scenario? Um, and if you do get to watch Tomorrow War, let us know your thoughts. Let us know your thoughts on it. Um, you know, if you want us to talk about movie time travel and things like that, our theories on it and how it would work and things like that, like how it should work, let us know. We can do a whole episode on that as well. Again, it can get really complex though. Um, but what did you think about the Harry Potter what if scenario? Is there other things that you think would happen in that scenario? Or are there other Harry Potter what ifs that you would like us to uh, give our opinion on or tell how we think it would happen? 
So, yeah, with that being said, um, we appreciate your guys' support. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, Aurora and I will be back at it again next week. So we hope you guys have a great rest of your week, a great weekend, and uh, you'll hear from us again on Tuesday of next week. So thank you guys so much. Have a great day.